Welcome to the Creative Tools podcast. My name is Ashay and I'm immensely passionate about using technology for creativity. On this podcast, I talk to various creators about what tools and technology they use to be creative. My guest today is Anam Khan. Anam at an amazing appetite shares easy and delicious recipes for people with all levels of cooking experience. She posts detailed recipes and videos on social media that have 13 plus million views across Instagram, TikTok and Pinterest. Hey Anam, thanks for visiting my podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. So let's dive right in. My first question is, what do you create? So I really enjoy cooking. And a couple of years ago, I started, I would post pictures of all of the different recipes that I made at home. Um, And then recently, as social media is more into like creating short form videos, I've started creating videos of all of the recipes that I make at home and have started to share those online as well. So that's primarily what I do now. Great. So I want to kind of structure this interview into three sections. Uh, So first thing is I want to talk about the pre-creation part. So before you start uh, your, before you start in the kitchen, your work, uh, the, whatever happens before that is something that I want to talk. Then I want to talk about the creation part. And then I want to talk about the post-creation part. So the release on social media and all that stuff. So let's first talk about the pre-creation. So uh, for your recipes, like how do you get, where does the inspiration come from? How do you record the inspiration and how do you retrieve the inspiration that you have recorded when you are actually in the kitchen? Yeah, so I guess like sort of where my inspiration comes from is a couple of different things. So I think like in real life, like this sounds really basic, but like just going to the grocery store and sort of walking through the aisles and seeing like what produce is in season and like what looks good um, is really inspiring to me because I sort of just like think of different things that I could make, different fruits and veggies that are in season and might be good. Um, So like definitely just like exploring different grocery stores and and things like that in real life is really helpful to me. But aside from that, I love following like other creators on Instagram and TikTok and Pinterest and, you know, getting inspired by other recipes that people are making or, um, and, and, you know, sometimes they're from all over the world. So not even just people that are in the U.S., but a lot of international creators as well. Um, And just seeing what other people are making and maybe thinking of ways how I could um, make that into something that like my family might enjoy. So like a spicier version of something that I see online or maybe use like different types of fruits and vegetables that are in season. Um, So like taking inspiration from other people's recipes and sort of making them my own. Um, And so I think, I think that's, that's really inspiring. And Mm. I think also sometimes, you know, I just hear from people, like I'll get messages asking like, Hey, do you have, a lasagna recipe or hey do you have like a chicken pot pie recipe and so if I don't those are things that I keep in mind when Mm. people have like requests for me and things like that so this is this is the answer to the question where the inspiration comes from but then when you 
get that inspiration how do you record it like when do you yeah. have like notes where you write down what stuff is in the sea what's in the season or when you look in on instagram like somebody else's recipes do you save them how do you how do you record your inspiration yeah so i don't think i have like a very technical way of sort of recording the inspiration i so on instagram and pinterest like it's really easy to sort of save posts and put them into different categories so on instagram and tiktok and things like that i have folders for like recipe inspiration and so i'll just you know as i'm browsing i'll i'll save those in those folders and then mm. when i'm trying to think of something i'll go through those folders if it's something that i just sort of think of on my own i I'm, you know, really basic. I'll just sort of use the, the notes app in my iPhone and just write things down as like ideas for me to, for me to think about later. Um, and then one last like sort of area of inspiration that I was thinking about is that I, I often go to restaurants and try out different dishes. And then sometimes I'm inspired by those and want to try to recreate them at home. Or I see restaurant recipes online and I want to try to recreate those at home. So, you know, I'll take a picture of them on my iPhone. I'll keep the picture or I'll, I'll make a note in my notes app and then try to, you know, see what I have at home that can try to recreate something like I've seen. And how do you retrieve it later? Like, so has it ever happened to you that you recorded something on your phone or in, in your notes app and then like weeks or months went by yeah. and then, and then you want to, or you kind of even forgot that you had recorded it. So uh, how do you make sure that you retrieve the inspiration when you're creating recipes? Yeah, no, that definitely happens. Sometimes I'll lose my notes or I'll just completely forget that I've written a note and all of my newer notes will sort of over overshadow the ones that I've written mm. in the past. Um, I mean, that's definitely a struggle. There's sometimes I will categorize things on Instagram or other social media and then I'll forget about them. Mm. And so I, I have to just kind of, I don't have any tools that I can use right now really to help me not sort of forget those things. So I kind of just have to be mindful about documenting in a smart way so that I don't really lose all of those ideas that I have mm -hmm. um, and try to, you know, have an easy way to get back to them. But it, that's not so easy right now. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then let's talk about the creation part of it. So when you're actually creating something, what uh, what tools or technology you use for your creations? So because I primarily make videos and I take photos and then I um, write out the recipes, I guess the tools that I'm essentially using is, um, so like sort of my setup is that I use my iPhone. So I'm really fortunate that I have, you know, obviously a great camera on my iPhone and it's really great quality and I'm able to take really great videos using it. So I, I, I use really, I use a really simple iPhone to take all of my videos. Um, I often process all of the videos directly within the social media apps that I'm um, posting on. So I'll make a reel directly on Instagram. I don't use any other apps or tools or iMovie or anything like that to edit the videos. Um, and so they're like, the editing is pretty simple. Um, and then I can, you know, it, it does like, I am very dependent on Instagram for that though. So for example, if Instagram reels has a new update, like I, I do have to sometimes relearn how to make the reels based on whatever the new update includes, mm. or if there's a bug, like for example, I've seen bugs on, on reels where, 
I, the uploading process is not as easy or the quality of the video that gets uploaded is not as great as it used to be. And so those are things that I'm kind of dependent on because I'm using those tools to create the videos, um, which can be really difficult. But other than that, I try to use the platform's tools when I'm posting on that specific platform. Hmm. But and then when you are recording video in the kitchen, uh, how do you use your iPhone for that? Like, do you have like a studio setup or something? Like how, what? So what yeah, I film in my own kitchen. I don't have like a studio kitchen or anything. I film in my own kitchen. I have a tripod that I use. And then I also have this sort of adjustable like camera arm that I can connect to my hmm. countertop. So based mm -hmm. on like what kind of video I want to get, like if I want to be a little bit further away, I'll use the tripod. If I want it to be a really up close shot, I'll use the arm. Um, but they're really simple tools because I want to be able to do it just on my own without having to have someone else help me. Mm -hmm. And so I can just set it up in a matter of like seconds. And then while I'm cooking, I just kind of record, stop recording, move on to the next step, record it again, um, which, which makes things really easy. Um, and then I guess it's just, you know, using those tools to edit the videos to make it all look seamless, I guess, at the end. But then wait, wait a second. So uh, are you recording your recipes in one single go or you start, stop your recording uh, while you are cooking? So no, I start and stop while I do each step because sometimes my videos are typically between like, I want to say between like 30 seconds to a minute, usually never over a minute. And, you know, cooking obviously takes a lot longer. So I stop and st stop and start each time I, there's a new step or a new process or something like that. And I just record just for a couple seconds to capture what I'm doing and then I'll turn it off. Do you plan this out before you start recording? Um, I don't, I mean, sometimes I'll plan out a little bit. Like if I, um, you know, like what's like, I'll think about in my head, like what parts of the process I want to record, but mm -hmm. typically just to be safe, I record everything. I record all of the steps that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And then later when I'm editing it, if I'm like, Hey, you know, this step isn't really that crucial to the video, or this is a little monotonous and I don't need to show this I'll just, I won't use those videos, but just to be safe, I record everything and then cut down later and try to edit it into something that's short and easy to watch. Um, you know, I think with social media, like people have such short attention spans when they're scrolling through videos that you never want to have like a video that's too long or boring or takes too long at a certain step. Otherwise you like lose people's attention and they'll scroll to the next one. And I have seen your videos where uh, the camera angles also change. Like for example, if the, if you are uh, cooking at the stove, I mean, on a stove, then the camera is facing the stove. But then when the dish is made, now the camera is actually not looking at the stove, but looking at probably a tabletop or something like that, where you uh, show a close up of your dish. Right. So in that situation, like, do you move the camera and then uh, uh, do like some takes of the yeah, Final. so I think over time I've realized like in order to like improve my video quality, I have to be closer to a natural light source. And sometimes mm. when I'm cooking over the stove, I can't help it. But 
you know, when I have that final dish, I want to take a picture of it or take the last couple video in like natural light where it's really bright. And so I have to move to like a countertop or, or something like that. But, um, you know, obviously I can't move the stove, but I can move the dish once it's been made or once I'm plating it or something like that. So different elements like affect where I'm filming in the kitchen as well. Like if I'm, if it's really nice out and there's a lot of natural light in my kitchen, like I'll go closer to a window if I can. But if I have to be at the stove for like the entirety of the recipe, then I'm, you know, at the stove and I'll use my tripod to, to record during that time. So the reason I'm asking this question is I have seen some uh fancy tools for iPhone, which is, which are like tripod tools, mm -hmm. uh, which track your action, like how, how, yeah. uh, so if you move your hands or if you move, uh, whatever in the, uh, whatever is the subject of the frame, the tripod will actually move with you, which will move the phone. And, uh, and, and so apparently I think the tripod head has like a small camera or something that is tracking the movement. And then it is also tracking the phone because the phone is attached to the tripod. So I was asking, I mean, do you use anything like that? No, that's really cool. I think, I think something like that would be very interesting. Like for example, in my videos, I am not the focus of the video. Mm. Like you don't really see me as the person who's making the food, but mm. a lot of other creators will show themselves in the video as well. And I feel like that would be the perfect tool for someone that's like moving around the kitchen and you mm. get like more of a high level view. Whereas most of my videos are sort of close to the food. Um, if you see me, it's mostly just my hands in the video. And so for something like that, I feel like it's kind of easy for me to place the camera myself because I'll, you know, I can like control it a little bit more, hmm. but for creators that are in the videos and they're moving around the kitchen, that sounds like something that would be great. And then, uh, the reels that you make in Instagram, um, do you also add text to them or is it only video? So I don't add text to reels. Um, there is an option to do voiceovers. Mm -hmm. So for example, you can talk in the background and explain to the viewer sort of what you're doing in the video. I don't do that at the moment, but I know a lot of creators do that. And those are really enjoyable videos. And I, I think I believe on Instagram and I think on TikTok as well, um, you can turn on an option for auto-generated captions. Mm. So whatever you're speaking will automatically appear on the screen, you know, for accessibility and other things. Um, but because I'm not speaking, I'll, I usually have music in the background of my videos. Um, I typically don't have any captions. Mm. Okay. Uh, and do you add any filters or anything to your videos? I don't like to add filters. I think I found that when I'm uploading the videos on different platforms, sometimes adding filters um, distorts the quality of the video a little mm -hmm. bit. And so mm -hmm. I think the, the quality is so clear when it comes out of my iPhone that sometimes just uploading it even in with no filters will alter the quality a little bit, but adding a filter does it even more. So I try to stay away from filters, which is why I think like lighting is most important. Like I make all of my videos in the morning or the early afternoon because by the evening time, just the way my kitchen is situated, um, it, it gets a little dark. And I don't even like using like bright lights in the kitchen because they add shadows and things like that. So the more natural light, the better. Hmm. And this is for the video making part. I understand uh, that, but uh, for the actual cooking 
part, uh, do you use any kind of technology or tools at all? For the actual cooking part, um, no. I mean, aside from just appliances and things like that that I use like in the kitchen, no, no technology per se. Mm. Um, just when I upload the recipes onto my website, I'm using Squarespace and all of the templates that are provided on Squarespace. And then I use the different social media platforms to upload the actual videos. And once you uh, have created your recipes and once you have created your videos, what's your method of uh, like recording all of that? Do you keep a record of your published video and the recipe and its name and its pictures, all of that together someplace? So, yeah, so, well, not all in one place. So the videos are all on the different platforms. And then my website is where I have like the written out recipes and usually like a photo linked to each one. Um, so I don't have a place where I sort of consolidate everything. Um, I kind of have to do it manually, even just for the website as well, like have all of my pictures uploaded onto a Google Drive. And um, I have all the recipes written out on a Google Drive as well. And then I can just upload them into Squarespace or write them directly on Squarespace sometimes. Mm. Um, but I don't have a way to sort of, I, I don't save or download those videos. Those videos exist just on the platforms aside mm -hmm. from, you know, the videos that I have saved on my phone. But then, uh, on Squarespace, do you link those videos? I do link the videos. Yeah. And I do, I am connected with Instagram. So every time I upload, a new video, it'll show on my website. And then under each oh, recipe, okay. I can manually link each video, but you have to do that manually. Hmm. Okay. And uh, do you uh, make any schedule for your posts at all? Uh, do you plan your content? Yeah. So I think when typically I don't plan my content, I try to do something at least once a week. Um, but if I miss a week or I'm out of town or something like that, um, it's not the end of the world. I do try to plan ahead if I know that I'm going to be traveling. Um, so I like to stick to once a week, but in certain situations, I do series like timed series. And so last year, or I think earlier this year, I did a series where it was one recipe for 30 days, one mm -hmm. recipe each day for 30 days. And so when I'm doing something like that, then I obviously have to plan ahead and make sure that I'm posting something every single day. Um, and that takes a little bit of like prep in advance. But then for the actual posting, you would literally post it uh, by opening the app. Like you, do you... Or do you use like any social media automation tools for posting? So I know, yeah, I know that there are some tools that allow you to plan ahead and post all of your, um, like post all of your content in drafts and then be able to right. post them. So I do occasionally create drafts that I then save in the platform and then I can post later. But I personally don't use any um, plan ahead tools that allow me to schedule posts ahead of time or anything like that. That would, that would be a great idea. Actually. I just don't have the volume of content yet that I mm. think that that's necessary, but if I was posting every day or every other day, I think that that would be extremely helpful. But wait, you also mentioned something that you save drafts in the app. So which apps let you save drafts? 
Um, so in, uh, Instagram lets you save drafts so I can create an entire reel and then just save the draft and not post it until I want. Oh, and um, TikTok allows you to post drafts as well. I'm, I'm not sure about Pinterest. It might be an option in Pinterest as well, but I typically, um, I that one I'm not as familiar with, but TikTok and Instagram definitely let you create the entire reel and then just save it. And then you can post it when you're ready to post it. And it saves it within the app or it saves it in, saves it in your uh, photo? It uh, saves app. it within the app. Within the app. So it's yeah. not something that you can extract out of the app and then save it on your uh, in your album. Um, when, when you're creating the reel, at any point, you can click save and it'll save the reel before you even save it as a draft. Hmm. So um, I can like extract the video that I've created um, out into my phone, like save it onto my phone. Um, but if I, but you can do it directly in the app as well. The okay. one thing about saving them directly into my phone is that if you've added any type of licensed music to the background, when Instagram, like when you're, when you try to save the video or even after I've posted, um, they'll remove the sound before they allow you to mm. download it. Mm. Okay, great. Uh, so what's the biggest challenge you face in your creation process? Um, I think the biggest challenge sometimes is that I get like a writer's block of some sort where I just don't, I can't think of any new things to post or nothing is inspiring to me or nothing really is like appealing to me that I want to make. Usually all of the recipes that I post are things that I'm excited to make or um, you know, is something that I want to try, but sometimes, you know, you get into a little bit of a rut where you, you can't really think of anything or you're not inspired. So that can be difficult. Um, but like, like we talked about earlier, sometimes I just have to go through my old notes or go through all of the old recipes that I've saved to kind of re-inspire me and think back of, on all the things that I've saved that, you know, I want to try making. So that can definitely be helpful with that. Um, but that's probably the most challenging thing. And then again, because I'm dependent on the tools of the platform, anytime there's an update, it, it can really um, affect me being able to like put out content. Like mm. if Instagram, if I'm creating the reel on Instagram and I'm really used to the process, I can post, I can edit and post in like 10 or 15 minutes. But if there's a bunch of updates, like, like recently there was a number of updates now it takes me twice as long to sort of figure out how to edit and, you know, put the reel together. It's, it's more of a struggle and makes me like less motivated to want to post. Then I'll be a little right. bit lazier and say, okay, I don't have, you know, 30 or 40 minutes to devote to this right now. I have to do this tomorrow, which then just delays how often I get to post. Right. Right. Okay. Um, and how has, uh, how has digital technology impacted your creation process? I mean, I don't think that I would be able to share all of the videos that I do if it weren't for sort of the advancements with all of the different platforms. Um, I know before when we could only share photos, for example, like it's, it wasn't as exciting to like share a recipe or, or make, you know, it wasn't even possible to make videos. So now I think I'm definitely, it's allowed me to be more creative and like come up with different ways to make videos. Now people make videos sort of um, 
like connected to sound. So like you can have a sound in the background and then the video basically matches like the tone or the beats and the music. And I think that's like really, that's like a fun new thing that people are doing because now there's trending music and there's trending sounds and it helps you to get noticed more often. But a disadvantage of being so dependent on the platforms is that you are really dependent on them. Like if, if the algorithm is not having your videos show up for a lot of people, then you're not, your videos aren't going to be seen and you're not going to get a lot of views, which affects how many followers you have. Um, and I can't control that in any way. Like all of the videos I'm producing are the same quality, if not better, as I move forward. But if I'm not showing up in people's explore pages or if I'm not coming up, you know, naturally on people's for you pages, then it doesn't really matter how good my videos are or how good the recipe is. So, you know, being dependent on the platforms can be really difficult. But how do you make sure you show up in people's feeds? Is I mean, there's some, there's small things that you can do. Like you can make, you can, you know, a while ago, they would say, try to use as many hashtags as you can. Now they recommend using, you know, fewer hashtags, but like more impactful ones. Um, you can use trending music. So if you're using trending music, those are more likely to show up for people. Mm. So there's 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 small things that you can do, but really there's not there's no one right formula to make sure that you're always showing up. And so mm. it can be really difficult. You might have 5,000 views on one video, but 200,000 on the very next one. So it's hard to, sometimes you can kind of, you know, copy the format or figure out what you've done right but a lot of times it's just extremely random. And has it ever happened with you that uh, based on the response that you got for one of your posts, it inspired you to create something similar? Yeah. Cause like, obviously like if I've had a, I've had like a number of viral videos on Instagram and TikTok, and when you, sometimes you don't realize that those videos are going to go viral. You just post like a normal video and it hits like 1 million views. I, I know I've posted one where I feel like it's one of my most basic recipes, but it's my highest viewed one at like over 3 million. And so I like look at that video and I'm like, what did I do in this video that was different? But even when you recreate it as much as possible, that second video might not do as well. Mm. And sometimes it doesn't. So again, like you're kind of dependent on the algorithm on whether, and it's hard to know like, what factors contributed to it? Was it the time of day I posted? Was mm. it the day of the week? Was it the quality of the video? You know, was it the actual type of food I was making? So I don't know, it's, it's difficult to know for sure, which is why it's hard to replicate that right. same formula because you, you don't know what it is. Right. And do you, uh, do you save this analytics at all somewhere? Um, I don't save it. I get analytics through each platform. You can look at analytics like on a global basis or per each video or each individual piece of content. But I don't, aside from like downloading it out of the platforms or seeing sort of my Squarespace analytics or anything like that, mm. I don't save it outside of that, okay. uh, outside of those platforms. And have you uh, employed any any tricks or automations or process improvements for uh, creating content? Um, 
I try to templatize as much as possible. I mean, I don't use any like tools to do it, but I try to templatize whatever I'm doing. So like if I'm posting a type of caption, I'll try to templatize it and just kind of change it up for each video. Or I have templates for all of the recipes that I post on Squarespace. So I'm not starting from scratch each time. Um, or like if I'm posting specific hashtags, I have a list of hashtags that I always post as sort of that like foundation type of, um, of hashtag that I want to make sure. But other than sort of the manual things that I'm doing, there's, there's no tools that I'm using really to automate the, the creation process per se. How do you save your templates? You mentioned you templatize. I'll save them in the notes app on my phone just so they're easy okay. and you can grab them or on Squarespace like I can create a template within Squarespace and then post like post new recipes using that. Right, right. Um, and you mentioned your Squarespace website is connected to your social media, correct? So yeah. whenever you post something on social media, it will show up in your Squarespace yep. website? Mm -hmm. okay. It pulls from my Instagram. Okay. Um, and what is your vision for your creations? Like, how do you see yourself using more tools and technology that you see around you for your creations? So like, because I, I would love to be able, so right now what I do is all, I feel like Instagram reels is the best sort of editing right now, from my opinion, mm. um, has the best editing. So I'll create my videos on Instagram reels, I'll save them. And then I use that saved video and I post it on TikTok and I post it on Pinterest. I know a lot of people will create individual videos for different platforms, mm. but I typically create one video once and then post it on my different platforms. Mm. Um, but because I don't like being so dependent on Instagram per se, I'd love for there to be like an, an in a third party app that I can use. And I'm sure that there are a lot of options. Mm. I just haven't had a chance to explore, but to create essentially like reels or edited videos that then I can, that isn't going to change as often as Instagram or TikTok changes so that I can post those on all of the different platforms without having to do like three times the work for the exact same product, essentially. Um, because when I post on Instagram, for example, I will see like they have a watermark, which I have to manually remove. And so using a third party app where I can just generate the video and then post on all of the platforms and it not lose any of the video quality, I think would be really great. Oh, I did not know that Instagram has like a watermark on Reels. Yeah, if you save the video after you've posted it, it'll have the watermark. If I remember to save it before it posts it, then it won't. Okay. But it also doesn't have the music. So I'd love to be able to just have an app where I can upload music and not have to worry about it being licensed and then just be able to post on all of my social media. Hmm. But like, for example, if I created the video in TikTok, TikTok has a watermark. So it's just something you have to think about. Hmm. TikTok also let you create videos in the app itself in the app itself yeah they let you edit oh okay okay um and then uh the uh so the like save one, i ahead. was gonna say one platform that like i haven't explored that i really want to is youtube like they have um they've begun doing youtube shorts which are short right. videos as well right. so i think like 
I want to be able to post on all of these platforms, but I don't want to have to create the content multiple times. So just any way to be able to create it once and then just, you know, shoot it out to all the different platforms would be ideal. But when you create uh, the video on Instagram, in the Instagram app, and then you are saying you use it for Pinterest and you use it for uh, TikTok. So then uh, to post it to the other platforms, do you use the same post text and hashtags or do you use something different? Um, like on Pinterest, I don't think it's possible to use hashtags hmm. or, or I don't per se. Um, they have their own tagging categories so you can tag um, videos and pictures. Um, for TikTok, I typically, I mean, hashtags can be very different, but yeah, I think if you're posting like, but I think the audience on TikTok is different than the audience on Instagram as well. So sometimes the hashtags are slightly different or there's trending things on TikTok that aren't necessarily trending on Instagram. So you have to just sometimes change them up based on the platform that you're in. And did you always, uh, have you always made reels or you had, you were posting pictures first and then you transitioned over to reels? Um, I was posting pictures first. And then as soon as Reels was introduced to Instagram, I started posting Reels um, like immediately after it was introduced. Have you seen the response to Reels is far greater than pictures? Yeah, definitely. Because I think initially Instagram was like really pushing for people to make Reels. I think lately people have kind of been upset about the fact that photos don't do as well on the app as videos now do. Mm-hmm. Um, but initially like, Again, it's up to the algorithm, but initially my videos were getting millions of views, 500,000, 700,000 views. And now I think there's less of a push, even though my quality and the type of videos I'm making is exactly the same, um, there's less views on them. But it changes for every creator. A lot of creators are getting a ton of views now. So I think it really depends, but there was definitely a push by Instagram to to promote their Reels product and like get as many people as possible to view Reels, which is why I think they were having Reels show up in people's um, like news feeds way more often. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, thanks, Alam. These were really great insights. Thanks a lot for visiting my podcast and talking with us. Yeah, no, thank you. It was great talking to you. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in. If you are a creator, I would love to talk with you. Please connect with me through my website or social media. See you in the next episode.